This podcast is brought to you today by jendavis.com. Jen Davis is a life coach that takes people from stuck to success. Success means something different for everyone, so coaching with Jen is a one-on-one, highly personalized training system. Jen works with a client to crush goals, overcome any obstacles they face, and create a custom plan for sustainable success. jendavis.com. Hi, it's Monica. Before we start the podcast today, I'd like to tell you a little bit about Eclipse Performance. At Eclipse, we design personalized programs to help you change habits or behaviors, such as help you lose weight, stop smoking, build confidence, or sleep better. For more information, visit EclipsePerformance.com. That's Eclipse with a Y, performance.com. Welcome to the Mind Mix. It's the podcast where two friends talk about what's on our mind, about our minds, when it comes to mind. Good morning, Monica. Good morning, Jen. What's going on with you today? Oh, just about a little bit of everything. What's going on with you? (laughs) Kind of the way of the world these days, huh? It is the way of the world. Yeah, there's so much going on. So much. I, I feel like there's always so much going on. And what do we do with that? Sometimes what I would like to do is just stop the world, jump off into outer space, Mm -hmm. (laughs) regroup, and then hit restart. That's what I want to do. On more than one occasion, I have fantasized about taking my two babies and running off to a cave where nobody else is. (laughs) And enjoying a quite peaceful life. Right? (laughs) Going back to hunting and gathering. Yes. Yes. The simple ways. Yes. Well, so... I have a escape. I have a way of helping. Oh, yeah? I do. And you've heard me say them before. Uh Uh-huh. It's my platform... It's what I fall back on. It's what makes things a little bit easier for me. Uh huh. It's the four agreements. The four agreements. They are so good. You're familiar with them. I am familiar with them. How did you first become familiar with them? Ha! Huh, that's a great question. My interaction with the four agreements initially was because I was at a time and in a relationship in which I desperately needed some self-help. Oh, uh, yeah. And there was this awakening happening inside of me. And when I was reading this book, it's it's a book, Don Miguel Ruiz, um, a Toltec master, wrote this book. And it is a pretty easy read. Simple, not easy. Let's say that. Simple, not easy. Um, and at the time all just made sense to me. It, it just made sense. And I immediately began the awareness and the practice in my life. And it personally helped everything. Mm-hmm. It helped everything. And, you know, I didn't have it 100% right all of the time because it is an awareness. It is a practice. Right. And it just started helping everything. And when I applied it to anything that I could apply it to, it helped. It worked. It made more sense of everything. Mm-hmm. And it made me feel like like things, like again, it made sense. Just things made Kinda more like sense. Kind of like a blueprint. Yes. Something to 
when things aren't going the way you want them to go, something you can fall back on and say, okay, well, what are the agreements? Absolutely. Let me look through this. And that's why I call it my platform. It Mm -hmm. is the thing that I fall back on when all else is failing. And um, something that I teach, Mm -hmm. talk about, practice regularly, daily, uh, because you have to. You have to have the awareness to practice daily. You do. And the mindfulness. So, yeah, originally self-help. And mm. then, like I said, it just became... It really connected with you. Yeah. How did you find out about them? Well, actually, the first time I found out about the Four Agreements, I did not know about the book. Um, I was in a situation where I was in my first corporate job out of college... And one of the other people in the office brought me into her office because something had happened and what it is, I don't even remember anymore, but I was not happy about something. (laughs) And she brought me into her office and she scribbled down on a piece of paper, the four agreements. And she told me a little bit about each one and then she gave me the paper. And I did not even know that they were the four agreements until many years later. And I believe somebody suggested I read the book. And that's when I realized that, oh, I had already been introduced to this. So there's one particular agreement that really stuck with me. And I have thought about it this whole time, ever since then. And that is the one to not take anything personally. Mm. Mm. Well, let's go through them. Let's go through them. Because they each build on they each do. other. And the first agreement is be impeccable with your word. Mm-hmm. Now, before I get into it, what does that mean to you to be impeccable with your word? To me, that means to do what you say you're going to do. If you say you're going to do something, do it. Uh, say what you mean. Don't make up things <laughs> unless you're making up a story <laughs> to your two-year-old <laughs> about dragons and lions and whatever else. That's Nightly. a different situation. Paw Patrol every night. <laughs> Paw Patrol. <laughs> but it means to, that's what it means for me, to do what you say you're going to do, to mean what you say, and to be careful with the things that you do say because words can hurt people. Words do hurt people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Words, words are also important. Build people up. They do. They have the the other side too. Mm-hmm. So in the book, it talks about um, a few things regarding being impeccable with your word. Um, the first thing is to speak with integrity. Uh huh. So important. And yeah, but what does that what does that mean? <laughs> what does speak with integrity mean? And. I think it's a little bit about what you just touched on is is just be truthful, be yeah. honesty, honest, That's what be it means ethical, to me. be morally sound, be yeah. all of these things. Stand behind what you say. Yeah. Don't just say things. And then secondly, say only what you mean. Mm-hmm. And here's where it gets interesting. Um I think that we all think we say what we mean. And then we learn that words mean different things to different people. Oh, that's such a good point. And that's where 
these agreements begin to fall into place. I think I'm telling you what I mean. Mm-hmm. And maybe I was then expecting you to read between the lines or understand something that I wasn't saying that mm-hmm. you should, you guys yeah. can't see my air quotes, <laughs> um, you should get it, right? I'm telling yes. you what I mean, but I don't know how to say but what I, I mean. But I just expect so. that you're going to understand in yeah. the way that it's being conveyed. And that does not always no. happen. Even when we have the best of intentions, things come across differently to different people. Yeah. And you never know. Fun fact, uh, and this this sounds silly to people, and it's the honest-to-God truth. I have dictionary.com on my phone. And whenever I feel a conversation going awry, uh-huh. <laughs> usually in my partnership, yes, <laughs> I'll say, pause, right? Are we working off of the same definition? Of this word. That's so powerful. Because in my 40 years, maybe mm-hmm. I made up the definition of a word that I hear oh so often. And yeah, that I, can easily happen. Yep. Your mind can definitely do that. And I want to make sure that we are on the same level playing field and that this conversation, when we both have the best of intentions, mm-hmm. doesn't go somewhere it doesn't need to go because we both have a misrepresentation of what the definition of a word actually means. So that's that, such a smart thing to do. It, I never thought about doing that. It's really, it's funny and it's, it's powerful. You're exactly uh-huh. right. And it's, you know, it, it does kind of two things. Number one, it puts a pause in the aggression, mm-hmm. right? I, I, I get the feeling that I want to start defending what I'm saying because you're not getting it or you're mm-hmm. not that I'm not saying it the right way, right? You're yeah. clearly not getting it. Yeah, it's it. always the other person's fault. <laughs> and so what that does is it puts a pause in the level uh-huh. of the conversation. And secondly, it takes you to a third party, neutral mm-hmm. place, where we go, is this what you meant? This is what the definition of the word means. And maybe I was wrong. Or maybe, were we were we both talking about the same thing? Let's mm-hmm. get back to that topic of conversation now that we are aware that we are talking about the same thing. And more often than not... It brings us right back to where the intention mm-hmm. was in the first place. And people, t- Jen, that's silly, is it? I don't think it's silly. I think it's brilliant. Well, thank you, Monica. You're welcome. <laughs> Dictionary.com. I might have phones. to do that myself. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, and- it's so smart, though, because like you said, it takes you out of the argument or the conversation, especially if you're feeling like you're getting defensive, and it lets you both step back for just one second. To say, hey, is this really what you mean? Is this really what I mean? Because you might have a different definition of that word than what the dictionary says. And then you guys can both look at the neutral party and figure it out from there. Because, I mean, it's a neutral party. You can't really be offended by that. Right. I mean, that's what I think. Um, And and we get into these, these thoughts that I'm speaking my truth. Yes. Right? It's my <laughs> truth. And then yeah, the other person goes, well, this is my truth. Yeah. And then to which I challenge because there is no your truth or my exactly. truth. There's That's a big the one. truth. My right? truth. There's your perspective. There is your made up definition of a word. Although <laughs> you, the thing is with our subconscious minds, we do make up truths for ourselves. Uh, yeah. Which are not true. And then to be putting them out there as truth exactly. is a whole other story because that's exactly. only true in your mind. Right. So when we speak about being impeccable with your word, it 
the word awareness, right? Mm-hmm. The idea that you have the awareness that this is the perception that I'm giving and you may have a different one and am I being impeccable with my words in this conversation and really where where are we trying to go from here? Mm-hmm. Um, so part of that, part of the be impeccable with your word as far as the four agreements go, it's using the power of your word in the direction of truth and love. Mm-hmm. And more often than not, people will say, well, I don't intend otherwise. Right? Right. Um, again, forgetting that it's our dream. It's our, it's the reality that we've created for ourselves, which doesn't mean that it's the actual truth. Mm-hmm. And we'll get, exactly. we'll get more into this as the agreements go exactly. by. And then just a little bit more about it. It asks you by being impeccable with your words to avoid using the word to speak against yourself or to gossip about others. Mm-hmm. And so people will say, Oh, I don't gossip and that's fine. But really where does, where does using your word impeccably begin? And I would say it starts with how we talk to ourselves. Correct. I would say so too. Because how do we put out the direction of truth and love if we ourselves don't Mm -hmm. feel truth and love? Right? It's not really possible. Yeah. You have to give to yourself first. Yeah. I just had this conversation with somebody the other day about, and that's not selfish. That's not to say that what I want matters more than anybody else, or we kind of had that conversation already. Mm -hmm. What it means is that it's important to take care of yourself if you want to take care of others. And mm-hmm. I think you use the analogy of the uh, the oxygen mask in an airplane. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to put on yours so you can help somebody else. And I think it's the same thing. The self-talk that you have has to be congruent with who you really are in order for you to give that out to the world. And it doesn't have to be 100%. And we all have thoughts and we all have feelings. But for the most part, they need to match. Yeah, uh, one of my favorite questions is, how true is that? And uh, and I'll tell you when I use that. Um, I had a friend, a eh, client, friend, that I worked with uh, a while back. And the self-talk that I would hear from this particular woman went something like this. Oh, that was so stupid. Oh, that was just dumb. Why would I do that? This is, uh, like the, uh, uh, mm. you know, and the, just the reinforcement of hearing, you, you've heard me say your brain wants to hear your own voice, right? Yes. So that is the least kind of impeccable. Yes. Is that self-talk. And so to. Why are we being so mean to yeah, ourselves? To, it's those patterns that got placed in our minds. Yes. And so the wedge, right? Because here's me witnessing this is, Hey, don't talk about my friend that way. (laughs) I like that. That's not even true. Yeah. That is not how I see you at all. And so you saying that about yourself is a complete mistruth. That's good. I like that. And, uh, I might have to use that. Yeah. We need to stop this right now. Davis. (laughs) Little tips and tricks. So, um, but it's super important and I really like the way that you phrase that because when you say that to somebody, so I was just imagining like if I said that to myself, uh, and you had said that to me, that would stop me in my tracks right then and there. That would be like a, whoa, wait a second. Who am I? Mm -hmm. 
And that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> I, yeah, we've talked about that. The I am, how powerful I am statements I am. are. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's a really great start as far as if you are interested in becoming impeccable with your word. Start with the I am statements. Yeah. Who are you? What are you saying? Yeah. Okay. So they build on each other. So number two, and this seems to be the one that sticks with you the most, is don't yes. take anything personally. I would take everything personally when I was younger. So... And sometimes, honestly, I still do. Sometimes something will happen and I'll take it personally. You know, it's hard not like, to. It. It's hard not to. <laughs> okay. Which is why if you choose to adopt this as a platform, it's an active, mindful awareness daily. Because daily. we do wake up and we do take things personally and it's hard not to. It can be really hard not to. It's a to. human condition. Mm-hmm. It really is. And that's why these are so powerful because it'll, it, it gives you the blueprint. It allows you to come back and be like, okay... Which one of these agreements, because more, more than likely it's more than one, mm-hmm. which agreement or agreements am I breaking right now that are causing me to feel this way? Mm-hmm. And so the don't take anything personally, this is a concept that is difficult for a lot of people. So let's talk about it. Nothing others do is because of you. Mm-hmm. What? Crazy, right? Nothing others do is because of you. Uh-huh. Well, that can't possibly be true, right? Mm-hmm. My world revolves around me. <laughs> Are you the center of your own universe? Nothing others do is because of you. So what that means is that guy in the car on the road was a total jerk. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, he cut me off. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. Do you think he was like, ooh, there's Monica. I woke up looking for her, her today. <laughs> uh-huh. No. And that's just a funny little example. Yeah, and you have of course no idea it goes what's going on with that person. Much deeper. And we like to think, again, as a human condition, that we do as partners in relationships, uh, waking up next to the person in bed, mm-hmm. your children that you wake up in the morning and send to school and, and identify with all of these things that they do, we think that it would make sense that the things they're doing are because of us. Mm-hmm. And it's so not true. It's not true. You don't know what kind of dreams that person had. No. You don't know if something happened. You don't know if there was a fly in their coffee that morning. Well, what <laughs> we really don't know is what's going on inside their That's head. right. That's what we really don't know. And we are not and to the third agreement yet. But you'll no, see how they play on each other. It reminds me of something that I heard recently. And it's about forgiveness. And it, what it said that we never forgive others. So we can't, I can't forgive you if you did something to me. I could only forgive myself hmm. for loving you. For loving? Yes. Tell me more. Um, so it means that... How can I explain this? So it's not that I don't love you anymore. It's that I I love you and something happened that hurt me and I need to take responsibility for that. That's kind of what it means. It's about bringing responsibility back to yourself, which I am 100% all about all the time. It's Got it. personal responsibility. Yeah, that makes more and sense so to me. And so it doesn't mean that I don't love you anymore. I still love you. It means that I forgive myself for having such a close relationship that I allowed that hurt to hurt me. Hmm. 
Does that make sense? Did I articulate that very well? I am. I, I do think that I understand what you're saying. And what, what I'm having a little trouble with is that I forgive myself for having such a close relationship. I, that, that rubs me the wrong way a little bit. And I think that I do understand what you're saying is that that was my hurt, right? So I'm going to own that. I'm going to take mm-hmm. the responsibility for it. Yes. And maybe only because of the way that I see our relationship is that it hurt me like that. Yes, that's a be- Am much I better way to... Okay. Yes. Yeah. That's so, a much better way to explain it. Thank you. Uh, okay. <laughs> Again, we're trying to be, we're trying right? to be impeccable, impeccable with our words. So, okay, yeah. And coming and, to the understanding with different words that I say and different words that you say. So there's agreement number one played out. Yes. Moving into agreement number two. So mm-hmm. playing on off of nothing others do is because of you right directly after that is what others say and do is a projection of their own reality, their own dream. Yes. So whether somebody hurt your feelings with a word they said Mm -hmm. still has nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. Even if they're pointing in your face, you Mm -hmm. did this, da, 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 right? Yeah. It wasn't you that did that to them. It was their own hurt. Right. It was their own understanding. It was their own perception of the real thing that was going on that hurt them. And that is such a hard So one. hard. I still have a hard time with that one. Yeah. Yeah, and whether you fully, fully dive into Blame. it or not, it being able to come back to this and, and really try to dive into figuring out that hurt, mm-hmm. this helps. It does help, 100%. So the third part of that is, and this is from the book, when you are immune to the opinions and actions of others, you won't be the victim of needless suffering. Mm-hmm. And isn't that the truth? How true is that one? How we suffer based on so many things Our because thoughts. of other people. Our thoughts. Hmm. Yep. It's, it's really a fascinating... Our thoughts, which are creating our emotions... Mm-hmm. And a thing that, well, my clients and my friends, you, uh, hear me say often is that uh, the way that somebody loses with me is by coming with a victim mentality. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that we are victims in our lives. I do not I either. do believe that everything is a choice. We get to yeah. choose how we're going to... We all have responsibility. It's that personal responsibility I was talking about. Yeah. So the needless suffering. Mm-hmm. And, and this is a really powerful statement. Needless suffering. Which says you can choose the opposite. Yeah, you don't have to suffer. There's always another choice. Mm-hmm. There's always another choice. And that choice sometimes can be so hard to make. So hard. That's not easy. So here's a... <laughs> sometimes have... easier than other times. Yeah. But oftentimes, man... I have funny tricks to help myself regularly. I'm from Southern California and the road ridge that I experience like on a regular basis, even Uh, here in Hawaii sometimes. So I have really funny tricks that help me. They're tools that I use. Please share. Um, I will. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I, I myself will identify. So there have been instances where, for example, I've had a really big cake. Mm-hmm. In my front seat that I was trying to transport from one place to another. Oh, no. <laughs> and I've driven fast and I've driven slow uh-huh. and I've changed lanes and I forgot to look because I was looking at the... I was... Right? So uh. um, so sometimes 
I like to think before I scream at the top of my lungs inside my own car where nobody can hear me at the person outside of me Uh is maybe they're transporting a cake. Maybe. I've been there. I've done that. I'm going to go ahead and give benefit. Yeah. Um, that they are being a jerk because they are transporting, they are transporting a very a important birthday cake, yes. anniversary cake. Who knows? Right. Also, I have unfortunately had the experience of needing to follow an ambulance to a hospital. Mm-hmm. And that is another thing that I think of. Maybe this person needs to get somewhere because somebody really is sick. hurt. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't know what their situation is. So why am I thinking that it's personal on me, that they cut me off, that the speed, whatever is happening inside. So again, I'm using traffic, which is a very lighthearted thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these are just a couple examples of how I stop my thoughts yeah, and rearrange them. And that's something we all experience, though. The vast majority of us drive. And that happens to us. And we never know what's going on with the other person. Right. So if we take that into life, like let's say coworkers being a jerk, mm-hmm. do you have any idea why? Nope. Nope. We're just going to take it personally. Yeah. He's being a jerk to me. To you. Yeah. Uh, we don't know if he's getting a divorce. We don't know if his kid kicked him in the shin. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know if his car broke down. He was like, we don't know is and the I, point. You know, I think when you're saying that, it reminds me again of um, taking care of yourself first. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference between taking care of yourself first and being selfish. Mm. Because when you're taking care of yourself first, you are following these four agreements and you're not allowing that to affect you. Maybe you say to that person, gosh, it sounds like maybe you're having a hard time. Let's talk later. Or maybe that doesn't go over well with them. (laughs) (laughs) Or, you know, like you can just say, okay, and walk away. No, you know, that's a really... But when we do that, then we're taking it super personal. Then it becomes selfish. Then everything becomes about us. And that's the difference of what I was talking about earlier. So thank you for that example. Yeah, you're welcome. And, And what you just said is a really great segue, actually, into the third agreement, which is don't make assumptions. Don't make assumptions. That one's also really hard. It is. Assume is such a big word mm. in our language. You know what's funny? I'll have people sit in front of me and we'll go through the four agreements. And very they will look me right in the eye and be like, oh, no, I don't make assumptions. <laughs> Are you alive? <laughs> That's my response. Then you make assumptions. <laughs> uh, you made how many before you got here in front of mm-hmm. me this morning? And it's it's decently early. Um, so Even animals make assumptions. Safety. Uh-huh. When my cat sees me go towards the bag of cat food, <laughs> that cat is assuming I am going to feed them. It's not just humans. We I, all make assumptions. It, the fish swimming to the top of the bowl, uh-huh. it's assuming you're going to feed it. Well, it's it comes from somewhere. Yeah, it's been trained. That's the pattern in its little mind. So what you just said about the coworker is part of the don't make assumptions from the book and it is to mm-hmm. find the courage 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 we'll talk about that to ask questions and express what you really want mm-hmm. courage is a really big word that's one of my favorite words so we we do this and, and you guys will start seeing how they play on each other right if we're taking something personally but we don't have the courage to say hey what's that about mm-hmm. then we are plain victim to needless suffering because if we really wanted to find out what was going on we would ask Mm -hmm. why are we so afraid to ask 
I don't know. That's such a good question. I know I'm guilty of it sometimes. I, we all are. Yeah, for sure. Sometimes I will. Sometimes I won't. It depends. For me, I feel like sometimes if you don't ask, then you don't hear what you don't want to hear. That's, I was just going to say that. Yes, you, you have to actually want to know hear, the answer. But you will not hear what you don't want to hear. And that's something that I honestly have been doing quite a bit of lately. Because if I just don't want to hear the answer, I'm not going to ask the question. Yeah, and and we all get in trouble for exactly that reason. You, you really yes, do. Yes, because it turns out that, oh, I should have just asked the question. Shoulda, shoulda. I shoulda, shoulda, shoulda. I would have had a different situation. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, ah. The, uh, so it really is a courageous thing. It takes so much courage. It really does. And I really think that that needs to be validated because it's not. That's probably the most difficult, at least for me, of all of them. Hmm. And so hopefully you guys are seeing how they are playing off of each other. And and one thing I would like to point out, and again, this is the language from the book, uh, courage to ask the questions and express what you really want. Mm -hmm. Because that also takes courage. It does. It takes a tremendous amount of courage. That's that's a big amount of vulnerability there. Mm-hmm. To to sit back and say, listen, it may be unpopular opinion. This is what I want. Mm-hmm. This is who I am. This is what's going on with me. Right. That's hard. And to not assume <laughs> that the person that you're speaking with understands any of it. Yeah. Even or if- assume that they're going to tell you what you don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. And then that's a whole nother story. Mm-hmm. Us wanting to only hear what we want to hear. Yeah. Well, and so this jumps right back to being impeccable with your word. It says to it communicate does. with others as clearly as you can to avoid misunderstandings, sadness, and drama. Mm-hmm. And so we're hearing these words, right? The victim of needless suffering, misunderstanding, sadness, and drama. And it really is starting to form that picture that we're creating our own misery. Oh, we are 100%. 100% we are responsible for our own misery. And the awesomeness about that is that we in turn have the power to create all of our own happiness. 100%. 100% we can create our own happiness. Only we can create our own Only happiness. Only we by having the courage. Uh-huh. And that's part of taking care of yourself. Yes, and you can't give that happiness to other people if you're not giving that to yourself. And and part of what the book says is that with just this one agreement, the assumption agreement, you can completely transform your life. Oh, I believe it. How powerful completely. is that? I have no doubt in that. Mm-hmm. I, I love the possibility there. You and I talk about so possibility all the time. I get chicken skin, goosebumps yeah. when when this kind of thing comes up because mm-hmm. it is so powerful. It is. It really is. It changes everything. If we would just take a step back, which is so easy to say, <laughs> not so easy to do, especially mm-hmm. in the situation. It might take a little while, but if we could just step back and stop making assumptions. Yeah. You, you hear me keep saying, I say simple, not easy, right? The path mm-hmm. is laid for us. It is very simple and easy to understand. 
not easy to do. Implement. It is very difficult to yeah. do. So agreement number four, always do your best. Always. That's kind of like a really nice breath after these last, right? <laughs> these last two. And it's really interesting how this somehow doesn't shape up for us. It, it says that your best is going to change from moment to moment. It, of course, will be different when you're healthy as opposed to sick. Mm-hmm. And just under different any circumstance levels. to simply do your best. And you avoid self-judgment, mm-hmm. self-abuse, and regrets. Mm-hmm. So if you can lay your head down at the end of the day and go, you know, I left it all on the field. I did my best. I did my best. Yeah. That's something that definitely resonates with me and probably with you as an athlete. Every time we compete or even when we're out training, we want to give everything that was required of us. And I always say, you know, the best way to end the race is to where you can no longer walk. Mm. <laughs> Which is what happened when I last did the Ironman World Championship. I went to the athlete area and I had to lay down because I was so nauseous. And that's exactly how I wanted to finish. I mean, I was done. I was so done. Well, you happy put, done, you but my body was done. Extreme. And that satisfaction, though, mm-hmm. because I knew that I couldn't have gone faster. There was nothing that I could have done differently. I did everything I could. I gave my best. Yeah, so how do we translate that for the non-athletes into life circumstances? Mm-hmm. So we're talking about these four agreements. Again, mm-hmm. the platform that I fall back on. Yep. The thing that I will sit and stare at if mm-hmm. I feel that I'm in a circumstance where I am just struggling to get through. Mm-hmm. Whether it be a situation involving someone, not involving someone, directly, indirectly. What agreements am I breaking here? And at the end of the day, let's say we're not running a race because I am not an iron woman. (laughs) Um, However, (laughs) I do apply these agreements daily. If I can sit there and say, you know what? I've been impeccable with my word. I've attempted to bridge the gaps. I know that I'm being... um, the very best that I can be. I have attempted to clear up misunderstandings. I have asked all of the questions. I've been open to whatever the answers are. Mm-hmm. I That's a big one. Being well, open to the answers is a really big one. Well, that's the not taking anything personally, right? Right. It's where's the other person yes. come from? Um, but also not making the assumption that I have any idea. How often is it that, that we have assumed... Mm-hmm. That we knew what the answer was going to be. You ask the question, assuming that you're going to get the response, and you get something totally com- like different from left field that you uh-huh. never considered before ever, and it's a completely legitimate response, uh-huh. just that you had never thought of, and you're like, oh, uh huh, <laughs> oh. I okay. didn't even think of that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that happens a lot. That takes away all of my needless suffering. Mm-hmm. Right. Thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. I think that, and I think where it gets really hard for people is that if we're doing these things and we're still not able to come together, the idea that that's okay too. Mm-hmm. I've done all of these things. I've done my very best at the end of the day after these four agreements. I am not judging myself. I am not trying to abuse myself. I have no regret about the way that I've approached this. And Mm -hmm. that person disagrees. And 
this situation is what the situation is. Yeah. That's sometimes we're attached to that. Yeah, we are. We always want things to be the way we want them. Yeah. And sometimes things are better not the way we want them. Sometimes people are better not being in our life. Nothing about those people. But it's from our own personal perspective. We don't click with everybody, right? It's, um, now I'm going to use the word God and, and please forgive the semantics, right? Was it Garth Brooks? Sometimes God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers. Mm-hmm. And we, I don't know if it's God, if it's Garth Brooks, but uh, 100%. The idea is a human condition that we know best. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We think we know best. For sure. And it comes back to, oh, this is my truth, and I am always right, and only needing 5% of anything to be true to take it as truth. <laughs> this is 100% true, though. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, exactly. What you're saying though is exactly. Uh, part of what I work on with folks is uh, knowing exactly what you want, your big why, the, the, the reason you do things, asking for what you want, because that takes courage, and then showing up. Mm-hmm. Getting out of bed and showing up for your life. Yeah. And... In any given instance, you were going to run into a whole bunch of reasons why you would need to implement the four agreements. And that's just by simply getting out of bed and showing up for life. Mm-hmm. So you got to be ready for these types of things. And, and you're never going to get what you want if you don't somehow show up to receive it. Now, Correct. we don't know what's going to be thrown at us, mm-hmm. which is why this is a great platform, the four agreements, because whatever is thrown at us, it gives us a really nice way of helping ourselves through whatever it is mm-hmm. in order to get to the destination previously determined. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, does this solve all of life's problems? No. They're difficult to dive into, especially if you're not used to them. Mm-hmm. They're difficult to implement because it does take awareness. Mm-hmm. Yet, if you're able to be mindful, to maybe understand that there is something happening outside of ourselves. It does. It helps. It makes it a little bit easier to move about life. Oh, definitely. So what have we learned like here should, today, Monica? I feel like I should write them down again and stick them on my fridge because I don't go through them every day like you do. And I feel like uh, I could probably benefit from doing that as well. Because they are so important and they're so basic. And yet they're not. Yeah. And and that's what's so beautiful and brilliant about them is they are basic, yet mm-hmm. implementation is really the only way that they're going to benefit you. Right. So yes, people are aware all day long. Oh yeah, I know the four agreements. I don't take anything personally. <laughs> Let's talk about the problem we that you came here to talk to do. me about today. We, we all, do. all do. I think that part of it is just taking away that shame and that feeling that we all have to be perfect all the time and we have to look a certain way and we have to talk a certain way and we have to be a certain way in order to be valid. Mm. And that is 100% untrue. Mm-hmm. We all have something to offer and it doesn't matter what we look like. It's what we are inside 
and what we are giving out to the world and what you're giving out to the world is what you have inside and we all have it and I feel like we have all just been so programmed to be a certain way and to act a certain way that it does make it way more difficult than it needs to be because not only are you dealing with yourself but you have all these outside societal family media whatever is out there social media telling you that you're not good enough unless you're this and so then how do you take that and then implement this right it makes it more difficult not impossible but it makes you have to look at yourself like you really have to look at yourself to make these four agreements work yeah and you know unfortunately uh, kid, we've talked about this kids these days are growing up with the social media it makes um, interpersonal relationships that much more difficult definitely and the only way that you really can create true connection because clearly true connection doesn't exist on social media no is the ability to have these conversations right to be vulnerable with somebody mm-hmm. to you know i wonder if marriage is going to survive moving into the future because how could you really truly be with somebody mm-hmm. and now i'm not married you're not married i'm mm-hmm. not saying that that's you know the thing that people need to strive for no not at all it it, it just implies mm-hmm. a, a type of connection with somebody that we don't usually run into mm-hmm. it's a deeper more vulnerable connection the, yes the uh, relationship between a parent and a child is a deep, vulnerable relationship. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, I got a two-and-a-half-year-old that's learning emotions and, and is putting longer sentences together. <laughs> and I run through these four agreements yeah. every day. I bet. <laughs> um, and you're also giving your kids such a huge advantage because you are going through the agreements and you're teaching them to them. And so they're already starting off. What's being programmed in their mind is so beneficial. And it's telling them that they are okay without all this other outside stuff, which is something that, at least when I was growing up, I did not have that. Mm -hmm. And I think my life would probably be a lot different if I did. And just by you showing your kids and introducing this to them, even at their young age, I think... It's so important, and it's going to be so impactful on them. You're making incredible little humans. Thank you. That is the fact that they're absolutely adorable, Thank and you. I'm not at all biased. <laughs> not at all. You're Auntie Monica. Well, they are gorgeous. They are gorgeous. Uh, they really are. <laughs> and being gorgeous is, you know, such a small sliver. <laughs> it is a very small sliver. They um, are absolutely adorable. Yeah. You know, let me thank you. First of all, thank you. I that, just thank you. And... I have run into, because I practice this, the idea that, well, because I practice it, everybody needs to practice it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And what I run into is that I go about practicing this, and I'm like, I'm doing the work, right? Mm-hmm. I'm doing the work on myself. I'm, I'm going through the agreements. and yeah. Why aren't you doing the why work Why aren't yourself? you doing it? <laughs> why do I continue to run into these things, you know? and so I, I, if you would just use the four agreements, we could have a much better conversation, right? 
and so all choice yes, of where we I'm are. Yes, I'm teaching, or I will be teaching my boys the four agreements and how to utilize them, and they will be up against a whole world that is not using them. And I got to tell you firsthand, there is frustration, there is disappointment, there mm-hmm. is an attachment to, well, I'm doing the work. Why aren't you? Yeah. Why do I have to be the one to right. do it? Right. Yeah. And so making yourself the victim again. Yep. And so yes, implement them and understand that not everybody has the awareness. Not everybody has the ability not at that point in time. Everybody has the awareness. Exactly. That's and, the really interesting part because I would say just in my own experience with the world, the vast majority of people do not. They are all just on autopilot. Mm-hmm. And until you can figure out a way for yourself, it's something that you have to be aware of and you have to do for yourself to pull yourself out of that and then start looking around and say, oh my gosh, there are so many other things out there and so many different ways in order to navigate life, which is basically what the four agreements are. They're an incredible way to navigate your life. Until you can do that, you're going to remain what I call zombie mode. (laughs) (laughs) Needless suffering. And there's needless suffering, and that's not a judgment at all. That's just a statement of where some people may be. Yeah. Could possibly be. So I mentioned that the author of this book, Don Miguel Ruiz, he's a Toltec master. and Can you tell us what a Toltec master is? Thank you for that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and and when I say master, I'm I'm probably not even Toltec wisdom, right? Mm-hmm. It's Toltec I I believe means artist. That's it. Which then he's South American, yeah. Yeah. Well, so I've done a lot of research and there's differing information between oh. the old Toltec and the new thoughts. Oh, we Toltec. have new Toltec. Modern yeah. Toltec. So, um <laughs> So if you Google it, it says Uh Toltec wisdom arises from the same essential unity of truth as all the sacred esoteric traditions found around the world. Um, It's not a religion. It honors spiritual masters who have taught on the earth. And so Toltec is, I believe, artist. Oh, okay. Which then means that you are the artist of your own creation. Ooh, I like that. Which is your life. You are. And so by implementing these four agreements... You then get to create a life that you desire. That's really good. And whether that's true or not, again, you know, do the research. Come back and tell me. Whether that's true or not. We're going to go with that being true. We're I gonna like go it. go with you speaking. I like it. I believe you're speaking with integrity right now. So if we are the artists to our own masterpiece, which is our life, mm-hmm. why would we choose anything other than making it as gorgeous as possible. Mm-hmm. And to me, that looks like this. These four agreements that help me navigate through a lot of difficulty that turns uckiness into amazingness. Mm-hmm. And I get to do that. Who doesn't want to do that? You know, there's a lot of responsibility there. and, and So much responsibility because you really have to take responsibility for yourself. Yeah. And that can be a hard thing to do. It can be. We we like to make it other people's faults. Yes. And we like to judge. 
Mm. Especially ourselves. We do a lot of self-judgment. Yeah. Well, one of these agreements would be broken if that's the case. Yes. So, <laughs> as, as maybe people have caught on, I like to issue challenges. And, um, you know, buy the book. Read it. See what you think. And if not, Google the four agreements. Yeah, you don't even necessarily have to buy the book, but I would out. recommend it too. I have the book. It is um, it is a roadmap. It is the ability to create something better for yourself. And it is something that I work on myself. It is something that I teach. It is something that I hold my coaching clients accountable to. Mm-hmm. And... Try it for yourself, you know? Don't take my word for it. I can tell you that personally, they have been life-changing for me. Mm-hmm. And um, that's the challenge. See, yeah. what, see what they do for you. Yeah. It's uh, really calling to me to start implementing them more than what I do. Because like I was saying earlier, the don't take anything personally has always stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Ever since they were written down on a piece of paper for me, And I remembered the other ones, but that one really sticks out to me as the one that, hey, Monica, let's work on this. Yeah. Let's look at this. You know, in my work, it's usually agreement two and or three that people have the most difficulty with. Mm. That's usually uh, well, that's good the to meat know. of it. Thank you for validating yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, that's that's usually what we're seeing. So somebody's going to have difficulty digging in and really believing, understanding, taking to heart the meat of what's in agreement two, don't take anything personally, or agreement mm-hmm. three, don't make assumptions. And sometimes it's one, sometimes it's both. Mm-hmm. And that is why they all work towards building on each other. Mm-hmm. So they really do. Yeah. So really, if if I come back to this, I will come back to this and say, which agreement am I breaking? And mm-hmm. when I am reminded, it's usually more than one. Yeah. Oh, probably. <laughs> yeah. So this is where, maybe you can help me with this. So this is where I have, um, as being an athlete my whole life, this is everything that... Um, I relate to is doing everything physically so for always do your best this is where I stumble because not that I'm not doing my best in my uh, life outside of sports because I do I have a hard time recognizing that so it's super easy you know when you did your best in sports you know how it feels you know what it looks like Um, That's easy. So for me, it's easy to say, okay, I know I did my best at Ironman. I know I did my best on that swim workout yesterday. I know I did my best. And I have a difficult time translating that over to the rest of my life. Like, Mm. did I do my best with this? Or did I do my best marketing that? Or did I do my best writing this essay? That's where I have a hard time recognizing what my best is. Mm. Does that make sense? It it does. I think that it does, Mm -hmm. if I'm understanding what you're saying. Now, 
this is a framework, right? The four agreements are a framework. And of course, there's so much more to what plays into this. Mm -hmm. So I would say that what you're talking about is the idea of committing to Mm self-mastery in one way or another, whether it's your job, whether it's a personal relationship, whether it's understanding your strengths and weaknesses and which direction you can go to overcome obstacles. Mm -hmm. So yes, you then need to be realistic with yourself, I think. Um, in the ability to say, okay, what does my best look like in mm-hmm. any given area? And that's going to play into what are our goals, and we're going to chunk that backwards. And what is my best in my coaching? What is my mm-hmm. best in my personal relationships? What is my best? And then owning that, yeah, I think, is really a difficult thing for people, too. Owning that, owning that. you know what, today, I was off. Yeah. I was off today. And I know that I could do better. And then today that just didn't happen. Yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and be gracious with myself. Definitely. And understand that I'm human. And if I hurt anybody today, I'm going to acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. And I am going to be better than I was yesterday. So I think that really when you sit with it, you know what your best is. Most likely. I, think I would that agree. Especially with the athlete mentality, mm-hmm. we're always pushing ourselves to be yeah. better. Yeah. And so we are even more hard Faster, on ourselves. <laughs> oh, I could do that one again. Yeah. I could do that repeat better. Yeah. And you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing. If you're mm. sitting there going, was that my best? That's going to open up a whole world of, well, maybe I could do it just this way. Maybe I could do it this way. Maybe I could do it that way. Right? Mm-hmm. Let's try again tomorrow. So was it your best? Probably. Yeah. Because if it wasn't, would you have done anything differently? And again, the ability to say, this is what happened. This is where I left the day. Mm-hmm. If I could do better, I would do better. Mm-hmm. Right? We've had the yeah, could, would. Yeah, the could, And I will. Without the S word. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the judgy. The judgy. Yeah. So I think that that, especially because of your athlete mentality you are always going to question your best Mm. because you do have the ability to push yourself to the brinks of being incapacitated. (laughs) Right. And so whether, whether you're going right through that. Yeah. And, and athletes have different physical limits. Mm -hmm. And then when you go to apply that to regular life, you apply those physical limits to the rest of your life and they don't necessarily correlate. No, but that's the, where I... That's where your mind yeah. is going to come in. And so that's where you like, understand well, the behavior change. I know change. this is a clear... I know what this signal is. I know what this is. Yep. And then when you go over here, like, well, what does that feel like? What does that look like? I'm not sure. Even though um, I'm always giving my best because if I could give more, I would, mm-hmm. right? So, and that's something I tell people all the time to you know be easy with yourself because if you could have done better you would have done better that's the best you had in that moment right and so I don't know exactly and that's something I would have to explore why I do that I don't think it's a bad thing and again this is me giving 
good and bad where good and bad doesn't doesn't necessarily need to exist right but the idea that you want to be better than you were the day before or another time we always want to be better that's okay yeah because that means that you're not stagnant Mm -hmm. that means that your brain is active that means that you're looking at ways to improve your circumstances and situations Mm mm-hmm and I applaud that. Well, thank you, Jen. <laughs> You're welcome, Monica. Uh, so, yeah, the realistic approach, right? Understanding what our strengths are. Understanding what our weaknesses are. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean if you have weaknesses and everybody does that you didn't do your best. Right. That means that I, in my human condition, have a weakness. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm scared to bring up a topic right? Mm-hmm. That is a weakness. Maybe I'm great with people, but I'm scared to talk about this. Knowing the reality of this is a strength and this is a weakness, what is the obstacle? And then figuring out how to do something with that. Mm-hmm. Where does my strength play into this? Where does my weakness play into this? How do I overcome the obstacle if I see it as such? Mm-hmm. And we're using the word better. We equally could use the word different. Mm-hmm. How would That's I do true. it different? What would be different? Right? So we're yeah. giving a good-bad connotation where it doesn't necessarily need yeah. to exist. Yeah. And so hopefully that helps your question. Did I answer bit. it in any which way? I think for me, you did. And it was very helpful. Thank you. I think for me, I would need to recognize that. And maybe that's the part that I'm not doing. Uh, it's where coaching then, comes in, Monica. Exactly. <laughs> we all need coaches, yeah. even me. I definitely yeah. need a coach. And I think it's important to recognize that as well. I am by no means perfect. Um, but maybe if I start recognizing that, then that feeling of what that is, because I really relate to feelings more than anything. I think the more, majority of us do um, if I can attach what that feels like to, okay, this is my best in doing this, then it would be different. Yeah. Well, this is my best up until this point where mm-hmm. I knew more or different. Yeah. Or less or different. <laughs> so yeah, sometimes I will do that. But not always. The other day, I did a hypnosis session with somebody, and after the session, I was like, man, that was good. (laughs) (laughs) I was so stoked about it. I was like, I wish I'd written that down. But I did record it for that particular individual. So they have it, but it was just, I was like, that was definitely my best. Yeah. Not that other sessions are not, but sometimes one will stand out, and maybe it's just that you hit another level. You're like, oh, that was good. Yeah, you know, and, and translating that to athlete mentality, that's muscle memory. Muscle memory. Right? You acknowledge right. that this was awesome. Yeah. And then your brain clicks in and goes, great, that's a new baseline. Yeah. Right? For sure. And then that's what changes. That's what we're looking to make different. Yeah. On the flip side, I taught a class yesterday in which I left going, not my best work. Hmm. What but would the I do best differently? you could have done in that moment. With, with the information that I had, it was a last-minute kind of thing, yeah. and there was no curriculum, and, you know, I felt like I was kind of fumbling through it. The content, I think, really resonated with the people in the class. I got good feedback in the chat, yet I left, me, Jen, and my own personal uh-huh. idea of the way things I would like to be. Uh, I thought, you know what? If I did that 
again, it, I would do it differently. Yeah. And I, again, gave the connotation of better. I would do it better. You would do it How better. do I know? Because we're using, now I'm judgy, right? I'm using the wood. Yeah. And this is, again, this is the self-talk. And so, really, when, when we have these conversations, we all are going to go, yeah, that was awesome. Because mm-hmm. I have left classes going, that was awesome. Everybody got good takeaways from that. This is exactly how it needs to go. This is what I intended. And so, um, it all comes back to awareness. Yeah. Always. Definitely. Mindful awareness. And we need help with it sometimes, which is why coaching is great, which is why accountability partners are great, which Mm -hmm. is why, you know, making people aware in your life that this is what you're working on. True. And, um, great point. Be gentle with yourself. Be gentle. Yeah. For sure. Thank you for this discussion today. It's one of my favorite topics. Thank you. I appreciate it. So, uh, I'll look forward to seeing you next time. I'll see you next week. Take care. You too.